Hey, did Mrs. Sislak call? She's late for her appointment. Um, yeah, she canceled. She said that her cat is better. She doesn't have a cat. Okay, sorry, who am I thinking of? Um, somebody isn't coming in today, and somebody's cat is better. Oh, and somebody's something may be worse. The roses come face to life-size face with their former selves, and David not so softly soft launches his store. At the vet, Alexis nervously awaits the results of her high school exam and accidentally ends up in an adult kiss with her boss. Welcome back to Shitlist, and today we're unpacking Season 3, Episode 12, Friends and Family. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Shitlist. Another Yellow. week. Yellow. We are back. <laughs> Yellow, the Stephanie. stretch. Yellow, Katie. What's going on this week? Uh, we're back How at school. How was your first week of school? <laughs> it was yes, good. I always forget about that. It was good. It was a good first week. Um, Not it quite is over, in- right? It, tomorrow, well, my teaching is day. over, but yeah, oh, I have one more day of work tomorrow. Uh, which is Friday, but it is interesting. Like anyone who has teenagers or college students, or if you are a teenager or college student, we're seeing this shift now of college students who haven't been directly impacted by COVID and remote study during college. Like we're we're kind of noticing a pivot, right. just like the college experience for students. So okay, it's like a good thing, but you can kind of tell the upperclassmen who had to go through it all. Versus these incoming students who are fresh and new and like right didn't have their high school graduation disrupted or first That's year gotta college be crazy yeah you just notice like subtle differences so I feel like I would love to just sit back and observe and research all of that mm-hmm. and just like watch from a well, distance. Well, I think we're going to be unpacking these effects that it's had on them for years. Really, right. if you think about it. Right, but, right. Um, Your yeah. back to school pic was super cute. Thanks. I did so like a timer cute. photo and everything. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. Very cute. I'm always a little envious of like, like I don't have kids, obviously, and I don't work in the education industry like mm-hmm. you do. But I'm always a little envious of this back to school time because it's like a nice refresh, like reset, yeah. like getting back into a routine. Well, I'm I like, like, I don't have a routine in my life. <laughs> I really need routine, especially like annual routine is important to me. So working out of college and teaching is really helpful for me because I can like think of my life in semesters just instead of like eternal work until you retire, which is a little daunting. Uh, So yeah, Yeah, having like this annual schedule. Same with the podcast too. Like I like that we work season by season. Even though we're having fun, there's like an ultimate end to it too. Yeah. Which I don't want to like be down about it, but like. It's something like we have a set. It's not going to be forever. We have a set plan for this. Yeah. So I will say one thing. Traffic has sucked ass this week with all the back to school traffic. Oh, my God. Yes. That's my that's the only thing that has affected me in this back to school season. It sucks all around. Um, We did some we did some polls over the week, though. Speaking Mm -hmm. of other weekly events. Yeah. um, my favorite thing you asked this week, Stephanie, was what's the most intimate thing you've done with a coworker? We got one doozy of a response. Did, did you see it? Yes. I <laughs> and did. it wasn't so much something she did with her coworker, but she, happened. obviously a teacher or a school administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, my principal walked in on me while I was pumping breast milk during my lunch break. <sighs> well, oh gosh. I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty intimate, but it nothing is nothing that really, I mean, this day and age, like nothing that needs to be kept private. You're just no. feeding your baby, right? But pumping is different than pumping is different. And hopefully they were in a space that like was dedicated to that or they have an office. Right. Cause I know like we've had faculty in the past who are nursing and we have to like find a closet for them if they don't have an office already to be like, okay, right. we'll use this as the, like they call it a mother's room or space, yes. breastfeeding room or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, Crazy. that is up close and personal, I guess. That's a, that's a uniquely, I feel like, U.S. situation where it's so oh. go in a closet and do this. Got to have a procedure for it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Um, adult God slumber forbid, parties. Bre- uh, you know, boobs be used for what they're right, supposed right. to be used for. <laughs> adult slumber parties, you said, uh, are we doing this? And 82% said, yes, love that journey. Mm-hmm. What I would be interested in, though. Is because the question male to female, male to yes, I would be, I would be interested in the opposite sex. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just said adult slumber parties, which I do have a lot of adult slumber parties with my girlfriends for sure. And that's where I think I have a lot of those too. Yeah, yeah. 
mean, you and I have slumber of parties course, all the time. Yeah. When I are mean, you not coming all the time. To, well, when are you coming to my house? That's what I want to know. Bring I that Bill Gates in the spring. Room. Yeah. You do have a Bill Gates guest room. Sometime in the spring. We got too much traveling going on this okay. fall, but I was You heard thinking, it here, folks. Just recently, I was thinking I got to get there in the spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what else did we I put ask? one more poll out today. Oh, oh we yeah, asked about life. Oh, yeah. My friend Morgan uh, wrote in on the Facebook. You're not on there, but she yeah. had lice in fifth grade. I didn't remember that. I, I actually wasn't in her class in fifth grade, so I wouldn't have known. Uh-huh. But she got sent home with a headache that day. Mm. And she said one of her kids recently had a lice scare, too. And it was like PTSD coming all back to her. <laughs> <laughs> She's They're all very blonde, very mm-hmm. blonde kids, her and her so kids. Can you so I don't know if, if lice are white or if they're dark green color. I know nothing about lice. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that too, you put the poll. I, I put the yeah. poll out. Like who had yeah. the light? Who had lice? And I honestly thought that not having lice was going to be more of the minority, but it was. I, I guess I, I, I just thought like a lot of kids had it. Like Thank just you. that's something all yeah. kids went through. It was like a phase of childhood. What was but the percentage? It was like seventy some percent had not had lice of okay. our lives. So. Well, I'm glad for you all who avoided it. Yeah. I know my cousin Jenny, I was talking to her earlier today. She chimed in. She was one that had had it. And okay. she told me a quick funny story about it because I guess I never knew. She actually had it twice. She had it once as a middle schooler. And then she had it again oh. as a parent because her kid uh, right. came that home from like you know, you daycare or whatever. Yeah. And then it can spread through your family. So she's had it twice. But the first time she had it, she said she was in middle school. And she was walking home from school with a friend and she said her head was like itchy and then a bug just like fell out of her hair <gasps> and her ah, head. just like <laughs> she Alexis was, she yeah. said a bug fell on and her she said textbook. she was mortified and she went the rest of the way home and she couldn't even like say it to her parents she was so embarrassed so she wrote her mom a note that said I have fleas because <laughs> she didn't have fleas. <laughs> she didn't know <laughs> what it was but she told me like the second time she had it as an adult, she went to a person like a hairdresser who specializes, right. has like a quarantined room to to deal with lice, just like Ted did. Like there's the fine tooth comb and it's like they wrap your head in a bag like David did. So she said he was right about that instinct. OK, so I'm just Googling what color are lice and they can be white, brown or gray. Ooh. So if you were blonde, according to one of these pictures, like they, yeah, it could be hard to find. Mm-hmm. Also, my friend Morgan said her husband was kind of, was out of town for a duration for a work thing, like a training mm-hmm. thing, like a month. Yeah. And it was only her and the kids to check her for life. She's like, I didn't trust any of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> she should have gone. She could have gone to like somebody special with a court, like a room, like mm-hmm. you said, like a salon. Yeah. I think that was all the polls. Oh, I did ask if anyone had anything named after them or like a tribute. Oh, yeah. Today you posted that. Yeah. And my cousin just chimed in. She has one for uh, that. Her friends gave her like a brick, a commemorative brick at the Detroit Zoo, I think is where it's at. Oh, fun at the zoo. Yeah. Which would be kind of nice. Every time you go, you find your brick. Yeah. Shout out to Tiffany. I sent you that screenshot. Mm -hmm. Tiffany on Facebook. She's on Instagram too. She comments a lot on our posts and Mm -hmm. always listens. So thanks Tiff for being a loyal fan. Mm -hmm. But she uh, heard rumors that that stained glass picture that we were talking about last week was actually made by Noah Reed's dad in real life. Like it's an art piece of his. I don't know if that she didn't know if that was 100% true, but it's a little tidbit there. I know his family is they're a very artistic family. He's a musician and I think his mom is an artist and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then one little tidbit of news I had seen on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere. Dan Levy is joining the cast of Sex Education, which is a like a sitcom type I show, I think, that. on Netflix. What? It is on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of I that show, have not watched it yet, but me neither. I think it's coming into season four, and that's when he's joining. He's joining as a teacher. Okay. I worry about him being kind of typecast, though. Because in the few things he's been in, besides Schitt's Creek, he's very much David's character. Well, remember how, like, Annie Murphy has been in several things now that Schitt's Creek has ended. And audience response wasn't super supportive at first of her in these different roles because she wasn't Alexis. Like, she wasn't typecast. But she's actually really good in those other roles. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Dan comes off in this new role. So, anyway... 
I also wanted to mention real quick, just as a reminder, we talked about it a while ago, oh, yes. but Schitt's Creek is leaving Netflix on October 3rd and it is switching over to Hulu. I believe some of the episodes, if not all of the episodes are on Hulu. I'm not sure about all seasons, but some are on Hulu. Um, so just if you're planning on making that jump or leaving Netflix, maybe check your subscription renewal schedule yeah. so that you have it through the third or if you want to change earlier. Also, just to let you know, if you don't want either of those streaming services, you can buy the whole season uh, or the series on Amazon on DVD for like 25 bucks. If you have a DVD nice. player, which a lot of people don't anymore. But if you do, you can always just... Do you have a DVD player? I do. Yeah. You do. I have a Blu-ray have... player, which can play DVDs. Okay. We have... Yeah. Joe has PlayStation. And that's like yeah. the only thing I we have a lot of people who that like, plays yeah, DVDs. That's their Blu-rays. option now is just game yeah. systems. That Anyways. actually was becoming a little bit of a problem at the end of wedding life because people just don't have those anymore. Well, yeah. We, we had we had switched almost exclusively you would always to give USBs. Oh, yeah, but, okay. But people in the past were reaching out and being like, hey, do you have any way to like put this somewhere else? Because we yeah. don't have a player anymore. But mm-hmm. glad that phase yeah. of my life is over. <laughs> okay. Well, should we jump into our episode? Should tonight? we? I think we should. You know, you are my friend, but you're also like my family. And tonight's episode is friends and family. So. Would I be getting that discount, Steph? You'd be getting that discount. You'd be getting you, more than a 25% discount. Are you kidding you me? You do. For sure. Yeah. So bring in your friends and family. Uh, tonight's episode centers around David and Patrick's store opening, which is super exciting. Um, but we start with our cold open. The family is out front of the motel, as always, somewhere around the motel usually. And Johnny is opening this giant gift, but Roland is also there because I think he had to deliver it in his truck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he brought that over. Yeah. And it's larger than life. Apparently Moira facilitated this. The kids don't really know what what it is. (laughs) And David even says like, I don't want my name attached to this because I had no hand in choosing this. But as he unwraps it, it reveals something we've seen before. If you remember from the series Mm -hmm. premiere, it's this giant life-size portrait of the family that was hanging in like one of their great rooms when they lost everything yeah. at the beginning of the Remember series. Remember when they're sitting on the couch, they and it's behind they, them. They they're moving it away, like the movers are they, moving it away. They clear it out, yeah, along with everything else. And so Johnny is like delighted. And he's like, Where did you find this, honey? And Roland chips in. Well, Moira told me it was down at the post office. Like He's not talking to you for no, Roland. <laughs> thanks, Se- thanks, honey. Second of all, I was like, how much did that have to cost to ship? So I did a little bit of research. A lot. Uh, well, I don't think it's even possible through the post, at least the USPS, right. because I went on their right. website and you can like put in dimensions to get a quote for shipping. And I put in eight feet by eight feet, just assuming like if they can get it through the door, it's got to be about that size. Right. Eight feet by eight feet is too large to be mailed through the USPS, according to their website. But there were also interesting options for, are you shipping live animals, including day-old poultry, which I'm like, what does day-old poultry mean? Like baby chickens or Or, things that were killed a day ago? Like, what does that mean? Day-old, day-old, like just born. I think you were right on the first. Well, first I read it as like, you know, when you say like day-old food, that's what I was thinking. And I'm like, or well, yes, maybe it's like newborn chicken. You can people. ship this through the post office. Yeah, but you can't this ship an eight by eight family. This is an option. <laughs> Apparently, wow. which Who is kind of distressing. But Moira says she found this from their old friends, the Van Housens who apparently ended up with this in their storage room. Who knows how Which, that... Why would you even keep that? <laughs> yeah. Why would you keep a fo- family photo of someone else that big? And Roland is taking it all in, asks who the lady is in the back, which is Moira, and whispers <laughs> to Johnny that it's not flattering and they look like cartoons, which he's not wrong. They do look a little cartoon. He's really not. close. Yeah. Yep. And Alexis is like, I don't remember us sitting for this. Well, apparently she wasn't there when they made this because she was in rehab. Moira says you weren't there. You were in rehab. And I wasn't at rehab. I was visiting Stavros in rehab. So based on that bit of info, we can assume this painting was commissioned shortly before their their fortune. Yeah, she was already with Stavros. She wasn't with him that long before everything fell apart. So the way that they did it was they had um, her face painted on the body of 
Johnny's assistant who sat in for her. And that reminds me of, so my grandma, like back in the seventies, they did a family photo and I had an uncle who for various reasons was not home when they were taking this family picture. So what my grandma did is she left a space for him in the room, like where he would be. And then they had these pictures taken and then she took a photo of him separately cut it out with scissors pasted him in pasted it on and then like that was the photo they hung in the 70s photoshop style i know that's awesome but yeah they just used someone else's body and put her face in one time when my uh dad's siblings were all they were at a wedding and he couldn't go my mom and dad couldn't go they were all there and so all of his siblings got in the picture and held up his high school senior picture (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which was, of course, way outdated, but it's it's like actually one of our favorite family photos. That's cute. It's so yeah, it just makes it like a memorable story. <laughs> yes, it's kind of funny. Um, but Johnny is like he loves that they got this picture back, and he wants to get it inside. David, help me. And David, last per- that's the last person. That's what do you help. want? Yeah, he's never helpful for Johnny. This is a recount of the help him with the door. <laughs> But Alexis even like walks away finally. She's like, I'm bored by this. While Roland is like me. offering him, I'll give you $20. I'll give you $30. I'll take $20 to help. Or I'll take it. Yeah, you ain't sorry. gonna give him anything. No, I'll take 20 to help. Okay, 30. Okay, 40. I can play this game all day, he says. Um, so that's our cold open. We've got this. It's just like the mattress. The it's just like the mattress again, too. Roland's always trying to make a bug. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's yeah. where we start. Uh, we're going to stick with Alexis first. She has a pretty short okay. uh, storyline this week, um, at least in the beginning. So we cut to the vet and we see from the establishing shot, it's like a weird angle. I don't know if you noticed, Katie, there are Christmas lights on the side of the building. Um, oh, I did not notice that. And based on the timeline, we're about to find out that it's around the end of school. So like springtime. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, Ted, you got to take down those lights. <laughs> People are going to complain, but that's also I mean, a very I'm small a, town thing. I'm also a bad type of person that leaves that <laughs> shit up way too long. We didn't even put Christmas lights up yet last year. It's a so lot of work, especially in yeah. cold weather climate. Yeah. Um. So Ted comes up to Alexis's desk and asks, he was, I guess, waiting for a client who never showed up. And Alexis is like, oh, they canceled. Her cat is better. Uh, but Ted's like, she doesn't have a cat. Wrong and person. You can tell she doesn't remember the details, any of the details from the client list for that day. From any of the phone calls that day. Right. She's like, somebody isn't coming in uh, and someone's cat is better and somebody's something may be worse, which is the title of our episode this week. So clearly she's not paying attention to the schedule. And the reason she's not paying attention is because she's avoiding the computer. Why is she not an the option? <laughs> not <Yeah>. an option, but... <laughs> She's nervous. She's supposed to be getting her grades. But like you can do other things on the computer without looking. You really can. (laughs) That's like staying off Facebook when you don't want to know who won American Idol or something. Like just stay away from that. Like you could do your job. You could do your job pretty easily. Maybe it's just like such an impulsive thing to be checking. Um, But still, you're at work. Like social media is impulsive. Sometimes I just pick up my phone and like click on like Instagram or Facebook. And I'm like, why why am I even on here? Well, that's why why I got, I've been off Facebook, gosh, for like four years now almost. And that was my initial impulse was like, I'm not using it for anything productive. I'm just like mindlessly scrolling. Let me just delete the app off my phone for, I think I was going to like a too, though. I did delete on Instagram initially. I deleted all of my social media for a month. And then I only brought Instagram back. I didn't bring back Facebook. I was done with it. Because yeah. So you don't find yourself mindlessly going to Instagram now? Oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I still do. But that's like my only connection to the world now. Okay. All right. So I'm like, it's like less mindless scrolling, but still a little bit of mindless scrolling. Yeah. Um. She's like, if I fail, I might need the afternoon off, which he also Also says. Also not an option. Also not an option. (laughs) So he pulls up the results somehow for her. Uh, and apparently she passed. She got, she must have had two exams. She had got a 63 and a 68. And she is thrilled by this. She like, was higher than the class average, which was higher than the class pretty average. Pretty poor, if I gotta, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> Come on, Schitt's Creek Public <laughs> Schools. Like Jocelyn is their teacher, though. So we yeah. have to remember that. Do you think this means she was just enrolled in two classes? 
if she had Maybe. two exams. I kind of wondered about well, that. Well, we know she was in economics and we know she was in she was world in history because she studied those two. So maybe I wondered, those were the only subjects we've so really All she seen. was required for her GED? Yeah. So maybe that's how she could still keep working at the vet because I was also like, True. how are you going to be in school and work too? True. So they're both excited for her. They celebrate with a hug and accidentally it just morphs into a kiss. Just and quick. It just, the, it just happened. It just happened. And they both like kind of catch themselves and step back. And then it turns into this awkward whole <laughs> handshake. Got to get back to scrambling work, back go. to work. They're both very flustered. Yeah. <laughs> work go. Back to work. Oh, so then some time has passed and Alexis like creeps into the exam room knocking before she enters. They're both trying super, to be super professional. <laughs> but Ted is like, uh, honest Ted is like, we probably should talk about the kiss. And Alexis, you know, she's like, we're adults. It's not a big deal. And adults should be allowed to kiss from time to time. They start rambling. It's like kissing your parents, they say at one point. And it just gets awkward. Uh, so she uh, she kind of changes the subject to David's event, which we'll unpack in a little bit. But uh, Speaking his, of friends, because friends yeah, kiss. Speaking, speaking of friends. Of friends David is having his store opening and he's going to have a friends and family event and suggest that they go as friends, but she would go as the family and, and yeah. he could go as the friend. <laughs> as if she needed to explain all this, but we got it. We got it. We got it. And Ted is down because he loves discounts. Doesn't he, Katie? He absolutely does. He talks about Groupon stuff. When's the last yes. time you bought a Groupon? It's been a long time. I honestly was trying to think the same thing. I used to follow that more. Like I actually it had friends was really in, big for a while when I was in college. I had friends because Groupon is based out of Chicago or they have offices in Chicago. I had friends who worked part time at Groupon in their offices. Oh, really? But like, I remember we did like a painting class once and I got a Groupon for that. Okay. I just don't think to go to there very often. Yeah, I used to do them frequently, but I honestly couldn't tell you what the last Groupon I bought was. I was like, yeah. man, I forgot all about that. Mm hmm. We should ask our audience, what's the weirdest thing or best deal you've gotten on Groupon? Yeah. They have some unique stuff sometimes, mm -hmm. too. Sometimes. Yeah. You never know. So he loves Groupon, but three vacuums is enough, he says. So. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me, Ted. <laughs> he does keep his house very clean. I mean, in my house, I like to have one for upstairs and downstairs. We have so you don't have to haul up the steps. Yeah. A, yeah. But... We have a, it's not a Roomba brand. It's like an Amazon version of yeah, Roomba. Yeah, us too. Because with a cat, we need it. Like she just gets cat hair everywhere. Um, So I just yeah. run that a couple times a week. Um, So yeah, this awkward encounter is still awkward. She kind of like scoots out of the room once they agree to go to this event together. And that's sort of where we leave them for now. We'll, we'll pick up with them back later okay. at the actual right. store opening. So let's jump to Moira and Johnny with this giant portrait. They're in their bedroom staring Try. at themselves, <laughs> realizing how it dwarfs the room. It's so big. Fills this up is, the whole wall from the TV to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. This is a hot topic on the Facebook groups. Oh, yeah. Did how they, did they, how get, they it get it in? in the door? Okay. Yeah. It's clear supposedly somewhere I read that Dan Levy said, no, it actually fit at an angle, but uh, there's no way. If you look at that shot, there is no way that picture went mm -hmm. through the door and people get people. First of all, people will fight about anything on Facebook. Oh yes, of course. Which is why you left, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I never joined in. I'm just reading these mm -hmm. comments and people are like, well, it's a TV show. You don't need to overanalyze everything and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we're here to overanalyze. We're all fans. Right. We're just talking. We're just opening conversation, mm -hmm. but it's a big, it's a hot topic. How did they get it in the How door? Did How they did they get, get it in the door? Uh, the magic of television guys. Suppose, <laughs> That's yeah. all there is to it. Well, something that like speaking of scrutinizing TV shows that always used to like as a kid and teenager bother me for stupid reasons. And I notice it in this scene is when you can tell, like you kind of lose that, um, that veil of belief, I guess, watching a show thinking this is really in a motel because you can see the ceiling has to extend higher for the mm -hmm. set. Like when they zoom out because a, a standard ceiling is eight feet tall, but because they're making a show, there's really no ceiling. It's just indefinite wall going up. Yep. 
And you can kind of see that here because that's on any so show big. then too. You're saying, yeah. You're saying so watching metal. shows as a kid, I'm like, they showed the exterior of that building. The ceilings can't be that tall. Like I was <laughs> such a bitch. If I would have had uh, Facebook forums when I was 10 years old, I would have been like this episode of full house. The exterior doesn't match the interior. Like <laughs> that always bothered me. <laughs> I mean, those little town, those skinny townhouses probably did have pretty high walls. Yeah. <laughs> but even just like the windows That's don't funny. match. I've never the, really thought of that. There's no way they can fit that. Got to have room for those studio lights up based there, on you know? the exterior. Yeah. So you can kind of tell it's a set takes you out of that. The know. other thing is too, they never have like, they're pretty good about this on Schitt's Creek. You see all angles of the motel room, but mm-hmm. they never on like old school sitcoms. They never have it's the fourth the wall. It's just well, cause it was usually back. like a studio audience <laughs> yeah. too. Yes, you couldn't have that. Yeah. But they're so. pretty good on Schitt's Creek about, you do see a lot of angles of the motel. Like I You're think right. those are like enclosed There's very sets. little we don't see in that space. So yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's very, it's curious <laughs> how they got that in there. Yeah. Uh, and they say, do you think the Van Housen's enlarged it? Like, first of all, how and why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why is the person that Johnny is like, mind? no, the artist actually wanted to originally make it twice as big, which can you imagine? That would be insane. Uh, we actually have a, we call it life size. It's not as big as this. It's like a, a two foot by three foot family picture on a like a stretch canvas that Mm -hmm. um we got from my mom years ago it needs to be updated because it's like missing six people at this point my brothers have had so many kids and gotten married but it hangs over her uh fireplace and it's kind of like when we got it we were like oh this might be too big (laughs) like it's too big you were second guessing the size it looks bigger than we thought but it's not full body it's just like you know torso portrait like waist up um but Johnny is convinced they can find they can find space for this giant painting somewhere in their tiny room. You know, they might just have to, you know, move some furniture or move some wigs, which gets a reaction from. Yeah, Rose. she's like the look on her. No, no, how you will. <laughs> uh, and she says she knows, you know, how nostalgic Johnny can get. And she wanted to do something thoughtful for him, uh, which is why she got this in the first place. Next, we see them. They're at the table reading the Elmdale Chronicle together, which is kind of cute, like. To read a paper together. I've mm-hmm. never done that, but me neither. It reminds can't me tell of you like the last time I've read a paper. Something my grandparents would do. Um, yeah. but now the portrait has moved, it's jumped, it's behind them now, like along the back wall where the bathroom is. And David comes in and it just startles him oh to see. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and he even asks, Has it grown since it's arrived? Can we cover it with something? And Moira says, She already tried, and the sheets aren't big enough. So that just gives <laughs> you an idea. So David says he came in to tell them the good news, which is he has decided to launch the store that Friday. And they're both so excited until he starts to explain what he has in mind, which is doing more of a soft launch. And Moira, I don't like the sound of that. Um, but he, With a discount. With a discount. He says he wants to go under with his expectations, <laughs> um, <laughs> which Johnny, business-minded Johnny, doesn't agree with that tactic. He says, every Rosevid opening, we had fireworks, day or night, made a spectacle of it. Yeah. And David... Ribbon cutting, probably. Yeah, David has this reluctance, and he mentions that discount, 25%, which is kind of generous. It's only, very generous. Only inviting VIPs, friends and family. And Moira, that sounds meek. <laughs> she says like that, that doesn't sound like meek. you're putting your best foot forward, you know? And then Johnny, well, I don't think friends should get the same discount as family. It's like, okay, Johnny. And if we go together, do we get a 50% discount? <laughs> do, our who, discount? Doesn't, who doesn't ex- understand how discounts work? Also, yeah. Moira says, you know, we're happy to support. She now calls it your modest little vigil. Um <laughs> But to hand out discounts before the store is even birthed sounds defeatist, which, I mean, what do you think of this tactic? I I think it's okay. I think it's fun to have like an opening discount. I do think 25% is a lot. Like yeah. that's a decent chunk of discount when you're mm-hmm. just opening. You're not even having like sales yet, you know? Yeah. Like just, just like 10, 10 or 15% I think mm-hmm. would be good to open. Um, but as far what, as what do you think about the decision to to be small to do a soft launch? Yeah, um, 
Do you think it shows know. a little bit of like, I think he's hesitant, hesitation, just because now it's about to be open for criticism and public reception. Right. It's vul- it's vulnerable. Yes. It's a big vulnerability thing. And it's, mm-hmm. he's just afraid of, of, yeah. of failing because this is like, once you have nothing to gauge this yet. We've talked about that a little bit before, like sharing a big project and letting mm-hmm. it become a thing. Like, okay, now, like even us podcasts were held to the schedule and it becomes like a, it becomes yeah. more real. I think once it finally, he opens those doors. But I think this is a, I think, I think this is just comfortable. It's a comfortable mm-hmm. way for him to just test the waters. Yes. Because he doesn't want it to flop, for. which is understandable. Yes. Yes. Um, Because he insists the smaller, the better. And as he leaves, he's like, don't tell anyone. I'm really glad I came in here. Like they completely (laughs) deflated him. They always do. They always do that. (laughs) He kind of even like eyes the painting uh, before he leaves. Uh, We love you. Keep reaching, son, they say as he leaves. Um, So then we cut to Stevie, actually. She comes into the motel office. And now Johnny is in there with the painting. Like, how did how is this painting moving for this? I don't know how he needed help getting it in the door, but now he's moved it around several times yeah. by himself. It literally blocks the entire front desk and it dwarfs that giant stag picture that we can't see mm-hmm. the stag, but just that always seems so big until this. And Stevie is, this is the first she's seeing it. So she's very shocked uh, at this crazy this portrait. scene really bothers me actually. Yeah. How come? Because he brings us into this motel and he it's like, you know, a lot of family owned businesses have pictures of their proprietors and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Johnny, when did you become the the owner or the boss or the manager? Like, we don't know that there's he- nothing official here, right? Well, has he put any capital into this? We never really know. He's put some legs. Not- He's put like if we compare the no, sweat equity. Yeah, if we. <laughs> Speaking Alexis, yeah. But if we look at these two business relationships, Patrick and David, Patrick put in a lot of sweat equity and and mm-hmm. maybe he invested. Johnny, again, he got like, the grants, presumably that yeah. he was talking about. Johnny, it seems like mostly it's just been sweat equity. I don't know that he's had much, if anything, right? Because what Stevie needed, not so much investment, was just support and labor to, to mm-hmm. keep to keep the lights on and keep things moving right. so it is a little presumptive like it, i don't i just didn't like it i was like why would you bring family business and stevie's not yeah. in painting so she says she says as reminds me i've been meaning to get my family portrait airlifted <laughs> in which would make more sense like mm-hmm. i would say a nice big picture of stevie over the front desk would make more sense yeah. to me at this point but it does seem like he's kind of not presumptuous uh, I, I like that's it's presumptuous but also just like thinking about stevie in particular it seems like he overlooked a big thing which is this is actually her right motel um and just maybe underestimating her too you know yeah because he's like you'll hardly notice it here obviously she just she's the one who assisted in there <laughs> we'll every day. all notice it here um <laughs> uh, she even notes that johnny doesn't look very happy in the painting but he says that was the style back then you don't want to look happy you want to look successful which i guess it's a power it's a power pick right a power move yeah and he gets all nostalgic again that used to hang in our great hall, the family, we were rarely together back then, but he would look at that painting every morning and it just made him happy. But Stevie makes a good point. She's like, mm-hmm. well, you guys are always together now. So who needs this painting to remind you? But again, he, we've seen him like remembering that past life. It's this is clinging to the past things. a little bit that wasn't sold off. She's like, really? You think there'd be more of a market for oversized paintings of other people's families? Like a good <laughs> Stevie line. <laughs> Apparently, there was some sort of a market because why would these people have it? End up in, yeah, it is. Unless weird. they were actually friends and we're just hanging on to it for them, right. thinking they might bounce back. But then Who again, knows? if you were actually friends, why wouldn't you reach yeah. out? Bring it to them, yeah. So she like has to crawl behind it to find her desk, but she does notice. Uh, Moira's eyes seem to be following her, which Johnny mentions. Oh, she paid more to have that feature added to the painting, <laughs> <laughs> like Haunted Mansion style. Yikes. So, yeah, that's sort of where we, for the most part, end with the whole painting uh, situation. I think we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll check in with David and the store. All righty. 
This week's very special sponsor is Rose Apothecary, Schitt's Creek's newest retail experience. Situated in the heart of historical Schitt's Creek, Rose Apothecary is excited to bring together the most exclusive and quality products from the region's ethical makers, organic farmers, and artists. Whether you're looking for the perfect cheese and rustic carrot pairing for your next poker night, or need a perfect one-of-a-kind gift for your 20-something daughter's high school graduation, you'll find tons of unexpected treasures and more at Rose Apothecary. So come down to Rose Apothecary today. You'll be greeted with a semi-firm handshake and a complimentary organic tote with each purchase. Thanks again to Rose Apothecary, where there's something for everybody. All right, and we are back. Thank you, Rose Apothecary, our Thank newest you. business That's a and our newest very, sponsor. Very special sponsorship. You know, Steph, yes. I was at the ground grand opening. Uh, mm-hmm. I am actually Darlene's cousin's brother's second sister-in-law. Oh. That's how I got my invite. I was going to say, how'd you get an invite? It was supposed yeah, to be so exclusive. Thanks, Darlene's brother's cousin's second <laughs> sister-in-law for that uh, for that hot ticket to that hot mm. event. But the store opening was great. You're going to love it when you get there. I promise. I can't wait. I hope yes. they still have some of those Himalayan cat hair uh, scarves. <laughs> I, I recommend the uh, tea, actually. Oh, the, you would. <laughs> or the herbal tea. <laughs> the herbal tea from Josh. I would. Tea. You're right. I would. <laughs> So yeah, let's jump into the store opening with David. This is the big. This is the big story this week. Yeah, the first big time we story. see it this episode, the sign is going up out front, replacing the old generous store sign. It says Rose Apothecary, a very like classic, timeless font, pretty, right? Little rose decals on each side. It looks very pretty. Um, I, sh- I wore my, I wore the wrong shirt tonight. I got my Jazzigals <sighs> shirt on. I should have wore my Rose Apothecary. You tea. should. Or wrapped up in that blanket. It's too hot. Yeah. To use a blanket. But uh, David and Patrick are inside getting things set up. David has one of those little shirt folding boards. Did you ever see those on infomercials back in the day? Do you catch Did you catch Uh, that? Vaguely. I know what you're talking about, but I know. Like a little plastic, like um, it has like seams where it can fold. So you would lay a flat shirt and then you can fold it Mm -hmm. like they do in retail. And pull the board out, right? I wanted my mom to get me one so bad as a kid. I thought those were so cool. She wouldn't. So I made one out of cardboard. (laughs) I just like, I saw the template. That is such a Stephanie thing that I would, I am not surprised by that. Yeah. I just thought, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I do feel that's very Marie Kondo, like very Marie Kondo, super Mm -hmm. tight and compact. But don't you ever feel bad like if you go to a store and you look for a size or you take it out and then you decide no and it's like I can't fold it like they just did. I'm just gonna I mean <laughs> I try to put it back in a in a general like it never nice pile, but never you're right, never <laughs> never the same. But they somebody's gotta do that. So they, Somebody, they get yeah. paid to do that, right? Um Patrick is behind their new register at the counter. David calls him out for drinking his juice, but Patrick says, well, actually, this is our juice because you took it out of our fridge, but you never paid for it. So apparently they sell, sell juice. David's racking up a tab. He's got that hat, the headlights hat, and now yeah. the juice. And now the juice. And Alexis used all of those products. Alexis too. has lip balm. Yeah. <laughs> and David is caught off guard by this. He's like, I usually don't make a habit of sharing beverages, but fortunately, you look like you have a clean mouth, which what a weird thing to say to somebody. <laughs> And Patrick is like, okay. And David, some people have nice clean mouths. Some people have sloppy mouths. I'm like, wow, David, really laying on the charm. Yeah. (laughs) Is this how you flirt? Classy. (laughs) Classy. Um, We can see in the background, the shelves are like being filled up. Uh, things are being yeah, there's product everywhere. Stuff did you notice place. there's some blackbird statues? Of course, he had to bring those. I back. did see those. Yeah, not quite as big as the giant emus and peacocks from Wendy's <laughs> from the blouse farm. A little more. Uh, he's subtle. got a thing for birds, huh? Well, this whole show we've noticed like, <clears throat> yep, so many birds. There's even birds at the cafe. Uh, so Patrick mentions this launch party, which is coming up, and he feels like he wants to really promote it. Let's take out a full page ad in the local paper. So I'm guessing Elmdale Chronicle. Go big or go home. Yeah. And I did some research. How much does it cost to actually take out a full page ad? And uh, apparently smaller papers can start anywhere at like 2,500, which is a lot for a new Yeah, that sounds like a lot. But the New York Times, uh, their media kit, apparently full page ads run for about $150,000 before the cost of color. So yeah, so Patrick, they're not going to be in the New York Times. No, 
But Patrick, he wants to go big for this opening where David is preferring a safer, softer launch, as he calls it. Maybe do a little bit of a VIP uh, situation. Again, like, does he have cold feet or just worried about public perception? Because this is his baby, like his first solo endeavor, really. Even though now he is with Patrick, he started on his own. Um, I will say when I started my business, I opted for more of a soft, soft launch. Like I was going to ask you that. Did we do like an open house at your place? We didn't do an open house, but you helped me with a promotional video. But I had let it build for several months before I did that because I wanted to have some like, mm, not content isn't the right word, but like some experience right. and like, like some clients are ready to in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not just like an empty space waiting. Did did we have one of those networking nights there or something? We never did, you did ever a networking night at okay. my space, but I did so, like I did uh, one of the bridal expos. I was like the okay. featured designer right. one year. And, I was um, trying to think if we ever had any kind of open house event like this or anything. It was all like within that first year, but not right up front. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I understand the soft launch approach. Um, but then David mentions like even doing a discount, which Patrick is like, uh, you know, I don't sounds like that. sounds like you think people aren't going to show. Yeah. Like. And he mentions Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop newsletter. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm vaguely like, familiar. I don't know if like crunchy mom is the right word <clears throat> where it's just like everything is organic and like jade uh, roll or just like jade skin rollers and all these creams and things for your body. The biggest turnoff to me on this whole Gwyneth Paltrow thing is doesn't she have a candle that's like smells like my vagina? Yeah. There's a candle that says smells like my vagina. Not, not interested, not interested in that at all. I also don't like the name goop. Me neither. It's a gross, (laughs) it's a gross word. It's it's a gross word. Yeah. Um, So Patrick doesn't follow again. This isn't his realm of like, not not into this lifestyle gurus, but he, quickly changes the subject and reminds David, like, you're supposed to be helping out with some of these things, like getting the electrician to come and finish installing the lights. Uh, Clearly, David needs Patrick for some of those tasks where he is, again, more aesthetic and and David is more, or sorry, Patrick is more practical minded, business oriented. When Patrick was listing, when he was listing these tasks like that, he was supposed to have Mm -hmm. David do. I was like, no, this is definitely your side of the job, Patrick. No, these were definitely things you like the insurance, which is why I also got the insurance. Come on. Insurance. That's definitely Patrick's side. Yeah. Right. Maybe he's just trying to like point out the work that he does do or it's just a lot. There's a lot to both sides of it. And so David asked for his juice back and I love Patrick's answer. No, you have a sloppy mouth. (laughs) He's a witty. He's quick on our wit. He is quick on his wit. Uh, So next we cut to the cafe. Uh, David is just stopping in to pick up a quick lunch order for two. It's two tuna melts from Twyla, except he said that's not what he ordered. <laughs> not what he ordered. I would never order. I would never order a tuna melt. Uh, but that's cute. Him and Patrick are getting matching matching lunches. lunches. Picking them up together. I'm more of a club sandwich kind of girl from a diner like that, eh? Yeah. I mean, I don't like what tuna would you in get? general. I don't like uh, tuna for sure. Yeah, I would get like a sandwich or maybe some soup or like mm. a burger or something. Okay. Uh, soup in a bag? Some chicken Alfredo. Should we just go to Olive Garden now? Oh, okay. <laughs> we're ending this episode early. I haven't eaten dinner yet tonight. We're eating a late one tonight, I guess. Mm. We were too lazy to cook before this. So yeah. we probably shouldn't talk about food. Probably not. Or I might be starving. <laughs> well, Twyla is super excited. She's told people. She found out about the Friends She's and Family event, news. first of yes. all. Uh from who, who knows? And she's told a bunch of people. She calls it the big store opening. And David is well, like, uh, I thought it was Come a friends again? and family thing, which is, of course, why she would be invited. Yeah. She is a friend. You are a friend. <laughs> uh, and then Bob, out is of it- nowhere, jogs over, wants to know about plus ones for him and Gwen. Who is Gwen? <laughs> which is, I had to think about that. I'm like, yeah, David and Gwen have not ever interacted, right? Not once, I don't think. I don't think so. He hasn't been to Jazz Gal's poker night. So cabin. makes sense that he Carl's would not funeral. have a clue who Gwen was. Yeah. Uh, Twyla says her mom's boyfriend wants to bring his secretary, which is like, oh, sketch. Okay. sketch. Just like Gwen bringing one of her male cousins. Yeah. Um, 
So he takes his tuna melts and leaves. He's so glad he told them all, or someone told them all, he says. Uh, so he crosses this. We can now get some like sense of yes. geography because yep. he crosses the street to the. So we know three of the corners. I don't think there's much on the fourth corner of this intersection. Yep. It's Bob's garage next to a cafe next to the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the fourth corner, it's just a mystery, like mystery. mystery corner. Mm-hmm. Mystery corner. So he comes back in. To me, it looks like there's still quite a bit of unpacking and setting up to do before the I store agree. Opens. There was a lot to do here. I was thinking yeah. they better get their butts moving. And uh, he kind of confronts Patrick, like, how many people did you tell about this store opening? And he says, just my pre-approved list. <laughs> of course he has a pre-approved list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but makes a good point. He says, well, when you call something exclusive, all you're doing is drawing people in. They want to be included. Uh, people want to be a VIP. Yeah. Well, and David is like, well, now Twyla is bringing all 75 of her family members. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, and Patrick's like, well, we should have ordered more food and wine. So this is going to be like quite the this event. Is, this is firming up, it sounds it's like. firming up or maybe just getting semi-firm, as David says, as long as it doesn't get hard, which is like, hmm. are we going to see a lot of penis jokes and references in this store? We've got the stained glass. We've that got the semi-firm little, opening. That was a little cringy to me. <laughs> Yeah, it was. He's like, and that is something I just said to you. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yep. So uh, flash forward to Friday, the opening. David is walking. Again, just I like that we get some good geography in this episode because. I saw the garden. You saw the garden. It's on the <laughs> yes. side of the building. Yes. David is walking from the motel, which is like going the opposite direction, as is the shit's house. It's between yep. the store and the motel. So David is walking to the store. He sees a bunch of people lined up along Moira's Rose's garden. Uh, someone tells him. 4856. 4856. <laughs> I actually see the plaque too later. I saw, it, I saw yeah. the back of the plaque. Yeah. So I'm going to feel like I look for that every time now. Don't uh, forget the 4856. Don't the four, you eight, ever five, call it oh, that I'm without so the 4856. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Don't you ever. Oh my gosh. Johnny paid for each of those digits. <laughs> yes. We're getting his money's worth out of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, someone in line is like, get to the back of the line. He's like, this is my store. Who are you? And it's your damn cousin, Katie. She's like, I'm Darlene's cousin. <laughs> Who the fuck I'm Darlene's are you? cousin. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm Darlene's cousin. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> David. Oh my God. <laughs> that kind of language he's speaking to everybody will not be tolerated at Rose Apothecary. And as he's going in, this is a safe space. <laughs> That was a that was a bit aggressive for him. It was. Right? <laughs> so he goes in, finds Patrick. I was just verbally assaulted by a very off-brand customer, <laughs> he says. <laughs> and uh, Patrick is impre- he's like, I really underestimated your friend and family circle. <laughs> Who knew you had so many friends and family? He's like, what should I do? I blame Gwyneth, which who doesn't? Uh, and Patrick calms him down again, like. This is going to be fine. We've done the work. Shows him, I even fixed the lights that you forgot to fix. Perfect. YouTube, um, right? YouTube, YouTube can get saves you through everything. Anything. You can really see that Patrick is becoming like the stabilizer in this working relationship. Yeah. David I mean, he creative. needs to be. David's super yeah. high strong yeah. now at this point. So he's, he's off the handle here. Yes. he uh, He's the creative director he always wanted to be. Yep. And now he has that partner. So they kind of smirk at each other, like, are we really doing this? Are we ready? He kind of primps one last time, getting things all lined up, and then uh, opens the doors very softly. It's softly. a soft launch. Um, cut I to- love how he picks on David. Like, he picks <laughs> on him so- softly. Like, he just always, he always has the best, like, little, like, digs at him. He is very quick on his feet. Him, yeah. him and Stevie both, like, of course. Yeah. But- yeah. They kind of are going to serve a similar role moving forward where it's like that yeah. lens for the audience. Uh, but they become important to us too. So uh, cut to a bustling store opening. We hear like nice ambiance jazz, music, like jazz. jazz in the background, eating and drinking and shopping, see some candles, some very organic looking carrots. Who knew you could get mm-hmm. carrots in different colors? 
Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I did. Absolutely. I love those rainbow carrots. They're so cute. I've only known of like rainbow potatoes, but I'm like, oh, oh yeah. These are oh, yeah. Very, they have the rainbow carrots. Very organic, rustic looking carrots. They make me feel really fancy when I get a home chef that has those in them or something. Oh, with like fancy. even the stems on still. Yeah. Yep. You know what those make me think of? I watched Mrs. Doubtfire a lot as a kid. And when he orders the family dinner because <laughs> he burned his boobs. Uh, he has those fancy little carrots with the little green stalks. Oh, just yeah. so elegant. I love Robin. I love Robin Williams. Yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, so Moira and Johnny arrive fashionably late, of course. They're and so impressed. So impressed and shocked how busy it is. He's created something truly so winsome, Moira says, and all on his own. She would even shop here without that feeling of, not, you know, <laughs> that nagging sense obligation of obligation aside. <laughs> Johnny loves, I, I guess he didn't even know the name. He sees the labels carrying out oh, yeah. family He's name so and business. Of, he's so proud of that. So proud. Um, cut to Roland across the store looking at foot cream. <laughs> Let's see can what will happen. Can I put this you, on my hands? <laughs> what if I put it on my hands? And just confirming, we can both buy it at the same time for 50% off, Jocelyn and I, right? We can combine our dits. <laughs> Have you been talking to my dad? He says. <laughs> Jocelyn swoops in, though, and asks about a bag of Joshua Tree tea and wants to know is if this, it's drugs. Is this drugs? <laughs> in her little Canadian accent. <laughs> David is so offended. Is drugs? But then they all take a whiff. And uh, I think David realizes because he says it's from Mr. Hockley who makes it out of a greenhouse on his farm. But as he's saying that, he's and like, I now might that need I'm to saying it double loud. check. Mm-hmm. And Roland, it, do you hear Roland throughout this whole thing? I hear he's him like, like walking away. I didn't realize this place was a front. And then I'm a big tea drinker. I started in high school. I didn't notice that. As <laughs> still mumbling his like weed smoking story. <laughs> <laughs> we know, we know they're avid. Uh, they're well, they like have that weed. Hawaiian night the party. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so David and Patrick have this another smirky moment, but this time like the store is opening. And I think this is where we see we've been talking and we got some audience feedback about, are you guys shipping Patrick and David at this point? Or do you see chemistry at this point? Or is it just being projected by Alexis and Stevie? And I think we kind of agreed that it was a lot of projection from those two at this point. But I think this first, this smile here during the store opening is where we see, yeah, that look, some real chemistry potentially that isn't planted by other people's ideas. So avid fan Tiffany, again, thanks Tiff for all the shout outs on Facebook. She posted a question in the group after we talked about this last week, because you know, remember how we said now that Stevie's saying it, it feels a little more validated rather than just Alexis being this mm-hmm. flirtatious, boy-hungry kind of girl. Yes. And she kind of poses question to the Facebook group of when did you, when did you see it? When did you know, like there was like a sexual tension or any interest whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so many people were like from the first time they met. And I was like, really? like I was never getting that vibe. Like you said, I think until this moment, this, mm-hmm. when they like, exchange this look is the first time I feel like I thought okay maybe honestly until the moment Patrick uh brings up being a partner and applying for those grants I thought Patrick was going to be a disposable townie that we weren't going to see again yep me too I thought you know he'd come help David set up his business something would happen he'd move on whatever but now here they are opening this business so I guess Mm -hmm. it's for now, he's sticking around, right? Yeah. And maybe interested in David and his sloppy mouth. His sloppy mouth, yeah. Uh, Alexis and Ted even show up together. He's trying a cologne called Cedar Dragon. <laughs> Cedar something. Also, Ted, <laughs> that's not how you sample cologne or perfume. He just does a giant spray right <laughs> on his neck. Hopefully, it smells good. You put it a little bit on your wrist or on a little stick that you can shake and sniff. He's really I like ambitious. to I like to waft it in the air myself. Oh, yes. Like not and even then, on a stick. And then, and then if I like it, I walk through the cloud. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't like it, I back the fuck up. <laughs> Right? Isn't that the way? <laughs> <laughs> he even asks her to smell his neck and she gets awkward. Uh, There's, they don't know what to do with themselves they don't after know. this kiss. That was a real kiss. Like that wasn't like a. Yeah, a that was not just an adult kiss. Yeah. Moira and Johnny swing over and Moira can't even remember Ted's name. <laughs> Poor Ted. <laughs> uh, 
It's been a while since they yeah, dated, I guess. It has, but she's also his, or he's also her boss. So you would think maybe they would know more about her life, right. but I guess not. Uh, Ted mentions to her parents, though, Alexis's big news. She thinks he needs the kiss, <laughs> but he means her test scores. No, 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 no. She starts diving into the story about them kissing. He's like, no, 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 no. I meant the yeah, exams. The exam. Of course, Moira. I had only doubts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> no, nothing but no doubts. No doubts. <laughs> Just to backtrack. But again, they're so excited for her. Um they're have- proud of their kids in this they episode. Are. They're so good. Doing things the on their own. Like Alexis decided to go back to school on her own. David started this business on her own. And they just get to sit back and be proud. Like how nice mm-hmm. for them. So we kind of have a few sequences that end the episode. Starting Johnny and Moira walking back from the store at the end of the day. Sun is going down. Johnny's still got ideas for this portrait, what they can do. He says, we'll just cut our faces out and put them in four (laughs) smaller individual portraits. Like little senior pictures (laughs) on the wall or something. Yeah. (laughs) But Moira says, I think we can bid it farewell. It doesn't fit literally and, uh, you know. Figuratively. Figuratively. um, Because they're not those people anymore. A big admission from her, especially, I Mm -hmm. feel. Yep. And they need to focus on the good things that they do have. I think they're just really feeling proud of where they are at this point. They And where the kids are. And Yeah. You know, it was just a season ago at the anniversary dinner that Johnny was finally standing up for this town. Mm-hmm. And here we are almost a full season later and their kids are thriving and, and making They've some They've planted big... roots for sure. Yeah. David especially with mm-hmm. the store. That's not oh, something yeah. you just... That's well, not something you just set up council. and up and leave. Yeah, She's got yep. a four-year. And now Johnny treatment. with the motel too. Mm-hmm. Like they've I really mean, made this place their home. Alexis is really the only one that doesn't have something kind of permanent going on. But even she, she has a job and she, you know, did something good for herself and went yep. back to school. Mm-hmm. So they've they've done a lot in this in this last year. Mm-hmm. Big um, season. Big season of so, growth for uh, these guys. Ted and Alexis also leave together and he wants to show her. He picked her up a little present when she wasn't looking as a, you know, congratulations for passing your exams. It's a box with a stick in it. Thanks. <laughs> like- you got me a twig. <laughs> it's Thanks. A, it's a pencil shaped like a twig, but it's not like they make those stick pencils that look like logs. This one has like two separate branches. It's going like- to be so hard to use. <laughs> Even don't, get your, don't get your face too close to that thing. Yeah. You'll, poke your, you'll poke your eye out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, and it was more expensive than I thought. I hate when they don't put price tags on things, which I agree with. Uh, Yeah. But also that kind of doesn't surprise me. Like Rose Apothecary is kind of just pretentious enough to Mm -hmm. not have price tags on stuff. And you know, the price tags, if there are any, are handwritten with like a nice calligraphy. Mm. Yep. Um, So she's really touched by this gift and goes in for like a thank you kiss. But he pulls back. And says they should probably avoid all kisses for a while, even adult kisses. So she What's suggests some... an adult hug instead, plus an adult was, high five. <laughs> I was just noticing this at the end when I just watched this through again. And and she's like the way she went in for this kiss was super romantic looking to me. Yeah. But like we don't know. Remember like a few episodes back, he's got Heather on booty call to come wash her cat. So we don't Warner, know that relationship. Yeah. All right. Do we even know? Yeah. We don't really know what's going on there. So I kind of feel bad for Alexis in this moment because I feel like she was kind Mm -hmm. of thinking, oh, maybe we could have more than an adult kiss because she looked Mm -hmm. super just romantic. Well, I also wonder, like, of her older, her old flings and boyfriends, how many of them ever bought her a thoughtful gift like an actual gift? You're right. Yeah. So maybe she's just feeling really touched by that gesture. Um. So yeah, they adult hug and adult high five. <laughs> and we can, again, see Moira's Yay. roses sign behind them. 4865. Is that right? 4856. 4856. I'm so sorry, Johnny. <laughs> I'm going to write that down somewhere so I can see it at all 4856. Times. 4856. Uh, You're going to know that like the last four digits <laughs> of your social security number stuff. <laughs> um, so then it's the end of the night. They've closed. They are reveling in their success. Patrick and David. Patrick points out, well, we would be 25% richer if we'd just done that hard launch. True but story. Hey, I'm just a numbers guy, he says. 
And they give each other this nice congratulatory hug. Tight hug. Uh, tight hug. Very long hug. David looks truly happy. Uh, and then the light that Patrick installs starts to flicker. <laughs> so uh, maybe that fix, YouTube video was a... Or maybe get an electrician in here. Maybe, to... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a success, Katie. Every the, the public perception seemed great. Our perception as a viewer, like David really put this place together. Good for them. Did you notice the stained glass? I forgot to look for the stained glass. But, uh, I didn't see it. I was kind of looking out for it, but I did not see it mm-hmm. anywhere. I'm sure we'll have lots of other It could be there. I wasn't looking super hard, but mm-hmm. really hard. I wasn't looking really yeah. hard. That semi, is something I hard. just said. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then our last scene, I feel like we have a lot of wrap-up scenes here, but yep. the final, final scene is the next morning. Family is staring at their photo once again, just like at the beginning. But this time, it's out with the trash, which there is still a lot of. Like, come There's on, a lot. after Moira's big cleanup uh, proposal, like campaign. This is not now a good look a for business because it's that's not even not like, gonna. It's not even out back. It's out front, right at the curb. Like that's not gonna in. fit in a garbage truck either. If that There's were at like, my house, Joe would have taken his battery-powered skill saw and cut that bitch <laughs> cut into like it. six squares. Uh, but there's like chairs, a fridge without its door, just some trash bags, like curb appeal. You guys come Moira, on. Moira needs, Moira needs to get back on her high horse on that. The beautification subject. project yes. needs to pick up. Yes. its yes. Yeah. Yes. Get back to work. Um, and Johnny just says, he realizes this is a reminder not to always hold on to the past, but Alexis says, speak for yourself. I look super cute. Cut to David. Uh, that's not your actual body. <laughs> reminding mm. her <laughs> but her face her when face someone says, I look cute like I think more towards your facial mm-hmm. features and Moira even do you catch she like says goodbye to her painted self yeah like, I saw that kind of in a moment to herself and then David notes that her eyes are following him oh they are she says creepy, creepy. so goodbye to the roses of yesterday and hello this is like a big um, a big goodbye to their old life I feel like mm-hmm. this is very very symbolic here last thing and only thing they felt like they had and they're letting it go Mm -hmm. out with the trash i'm glad it didn't fit anywhere anyway (laughs) Mm -hmm. it did not they could have put that in the honeymoon suite (laughs) (laughs) that might kill the mood for a lot of new couples (laughs) they're not they're not writing that shit out anyway obviously (laughs) um we uh we have a couple of would you rather's for the end of tonight. Oh, okay. Katie. All right, good. No, um, no impressions no tonight. Thank impressions God. To be had. Okay. No. Uh first one is would you rather have a life-size portrait of you and Joe in your house or a life-size replica of the Schitt's Creek town sign? Oh, the town sign for sure. <laughs> Even as big as it would be. A life-size replica of the town. Okay, well, how big are we? You can't say like life size of a town. How big are we talking? Like the size of the town sign as it stands outside of town. That's how big. Oh, it would you're be in your house. okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. In Where my head, I was thinking. In. in my, I know. In my head, I was thinking like a town map, and I was like, "Wait, oh, what? No, 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 no. You're talking Where? the town sign. Don't worry, it's um, your sister. Yeah. <laughs> no, I still want the sign. I'm a huge just fan. Okay. I, I mean, put that in my office behind my microphone <gasps> here. That would be a great backdrop, actually. That would be. It would be better than all this fucking garbage <laughs> behind me right now. <laughs> well, maybe not no, that you're moving at, out. Nobody of, can see my house. Thank God. Out of the wedding business, you can convert this into your Shit's Creek this room. This honestly has looked like this for almost a year now, and it's probably never going to change. <laughs> maybe I should get that sign to get things moving. Maybe you should do the town <gasps> sign, but it's you and Joe. Like, put your faces yes. on. That oh, that's cute. a good idea. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, and then my next one is, would you rather have to work with disgruntled customers in retail or disgruntled customers in veterinary medicine? So, oh, no. Which uh, industry would you want to have to deal with grumpy customers? With I, think foul language? Rather, I think I'd rather deal with the retail because I think the veterinary medicine would get too serious. People are very high strung about their pets. Yeah. And rightfully so. They're your mm-hmm. babies. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Yeah. And but in retail, I feel like I could easily talk back and not give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like if Roland came up to you, what happens if I use this foot cream on my hand? <sighs> Your hand will turn into a foot. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. 
All right, Katie, those are my would you rathers. And that is the episode. So awesome. we have just one episode left in the season, if you can believe one it. One to go. And you're taking the lead next week. So what I are we looking the at? Lead. So next week, it's the season finale of season three. Uh, we know Alexis just passed her exam. So we're going to get this girl her GED or Ooh. whatever you want to call it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Alexis's graduation also happens to fall on David's birthday. So we're going to celebrate a birthday in the family and big week at the motel for Johnny also. So a lot of big kind of season ending events for everyone. I'm okay. really excited for this one. Yay. Yay, David. Wrote, yay. Yay, David. Oh, yay, David. Yay. <laughs> Um, I only wrote down one thing that we're going to talk about this week on the polls. What else can we do? But I did write down unique or best Groupon finds. Groupon finds. Good ones. What about um unique store finds like that Twigs <laughs> Twig mm-hmm. pencil? Because yeah. there's a lot of unique little, little stores like that. Boutique shops, especially in Michigan. I have yeah. a former student up in like Traverse City area. She's got a really cute shop that reminds me of Rose Apothecary. Mm-hmm. Any like fun, quirky little products or like just like eccentric things and, or even share some stores with us. Give a shout out to these little. Yeah, businesses. that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Um, Especially because you like to road trip and I like to, yeah. we like to travel. And I would love to stop in a little place like this. Yes, definitely. Um, family portraits. Any like interesting family portraits? Writing these down. Okay. So we don't forget. And let's I'm about ask- to. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> nope. Nope. You go ahead. Totally. You go ahead. <laughs> Let's ask the question that Tiffany posts in that group chat about, or that um, forum about oh, when did we Patrick get the vibe and David, when did you get the vibe? Did you yeah, get it I from like the that. beginning or did you get it now? Or do you still not have the vibe? I think that um, I was going to comment on that on that comment earlier today to Tiffany, I was like, I think you'll see, I, th- I, I kind of had a feeling that you and I were both on agreement that this was the episode that we first had a, mm-hmm. a real vibe. Well, they so I, I didn't know yeah. that for sure. Sh- I didn't know that for sure until you and I just talked about it, but I was mm-hmm. like, I think, I think you'll find that like Steph and I pick mm-hmm. it up tonight. Like that's yeah. the first time we pick it up. So yes, for real though, not we'll see where putting it in his brain. Right. Right. We'll see where this goes though. Next week. You know what I'm just realizing? Did we see Stevie at the store opening? No, I was going to mention that earlier, but it didn't. I couldn't interject. Oh, Uh, sorry. But someone had to. That's okay. Someone (laughs) had to like stay back and look after the motel, I guess. Right. I guess. I thought of that. Uh, She did help a lot leading into it, though. She She was there last week helping with the store. She was very integral in getting David's butt moving Mm -hmm. the whole project altogether. So, in fact, aside from the family, the only townies we see that we know are the shits. There's just a bunch right. of new faces. We never even see if Bob or Twyla make it, even though they were talking up like they were coming yeah. with all their family and friends. So yeah, or Gwen and her plus one either. So Stevie <laughs> will Stevie will be sending a lot of time at this. Oh, though, for sure. Up. She'll yes. be she'll be around. So yep. All right, all Katie. Right. Well, excited to get back together next week for this series. Series. Let me try that again. Season. <laughs> you still got three more seasons to go, Stephanie. Yeah. You're like Moira trying to bid out of town council early. <laughs> you still got three more seasons fight. to go. <laughs> Season three finale. Um, next week. Next week. Yes. And then we'll have one more episode after that. Don't forget where we do our debate. Are simply the best. Still haven't picked mine yet. <laughs> hmm. No, I guess we'll have to find out next week. What if my simply the best is the simply the best? (laughs) (laughs) It's just me going up against this Stephanie going up against herself. (laughs) And then we will just to put this out there, we will kind of talk about our plans for season four, too, because that will be our next move. So we'll talk more about that in a few weeks. But until then, Katie and everybody, hope you have a great week. Participate in our polls. Rate us on the platforms. Tell your friends this is your new favorite podcast. Um, if it is. Yes. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. We're glad to have you here. So that being said, Katie, have a great week. Best wishes. And warmest regards. Fat Spatula. Fat Spatula.